This is the ERP Advisor. Today's episode, Construction ERP Software for 2021. Sean Wendell is one of our speakers for today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. Quentin DeWitt is our guest joining us today. Hi, Quentin. Hello. Quentin has been in the information technology business for over 20 years with a wide variety of knowledge and experience in ERP systems. Quentin manages the ERP Advisors Group team on needs analysis, software selection, and implementation services. On today's call, we'll discuss how implementing the right software can help companies defy downward trends and grow while the competition shrinks. We'll also provide helpful insights from recent ERP projects with clients in the construction industry. So welcome. Thank you guys for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have covered a lot of different topics through the years that we've been doing these calls. And from what I can remember, I think this is the first call that we have devoted specifically to the construction industry. Right. So, um, so I think there's a lot of, a lot we can cover, um, probably not all today, but we'll get, give it a good try and get a good start to it. So, um, Sean, if you're ready, I'll throw the first question to you. Um, we are still in these very uncertain times and, um, and we've seen a lot of conflicting economic forecasts for 2021, but really at this point, who knows what's going to happen. But using the construction industry as an example, can you talk to us about how companies can use an ERP system to achieve growth in the face of an uncertainty? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. Uh, it's you know the construction industry is is is, is very interesting. Um, you know we're we're software people, right? We don't work in the construction industry, but several of our clients literally right now do. Um, from different kinds of, we have, you know, subcontractors, specialized, general contractors, you know, sort of the, the whole gamut, you know, even some kind of upfront more design work engineers and that. So um, what, what we're seeing with that particular industry, thinking um, specifically of one person at a Midwestern firm that, that we were just working with, his view was the the kind of uh, you know architecture, engineering, construction industry lags a little bit behind the overall um, sort of macro kind of economy. So um, kind of their expectations is probably a 600, 700 person um, engineering firm was saying we expect a slowdown in 2021. Um, just because we just lag and everything was great in 2020. We had COVID. Ah, what do we do? Right. And now we're kind of coming out of that. But are we? Are we not? Like you said. Um, but but I don't know. I mean, we're we're seeing that, um, you know, a lot of our clients, construction or um, companies and, and that are, are really busy, that there is still a lot of funding. You know, the, the second round of PPP came out. There's some infrastructure money that's going to be made available for that. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's sort of a, like, I kind of feel like we can create what we want to create at this point. You know, there's other factors that are going to drive other decisions and the cost of capital and the risk. I mean, that's why we love working with, with construction companies and even just kind of real estate sort of property development, property management, all these types of firms is because 
they're sort of maverick a little bit, you know, like, yeah, we're, we're going to go out and do this big project and we're going to make it go right and may lose our shirts, but we got other projects that we're working on too. And so it's sort of, but it's really working with the mass of, you know, building things and, and really, you know, building society, like literally. So we love that. Um, but I think it's an opportunity. Again, we're not industry experts, right? We don't do reports on here's what's going to happen with this particular industry. We are experts in software. And that, to your point, Juliet, is where it gets very interesting. Because in almost every organization that we talk to, there are still uh, process inefficiencies. You know, oh, it takes us, you know, several weeks to put together bills um, for our clients. Well, that impacts your cash flow because you don't get the cash. If it takes you a week or two to put together the invoice instead of click a button, it's usually a little more than click a button. Um, but, you know, if we can get the invoicing out faster. We can get collections back faster. Um, you know, there's there's simple things on the procurement side, too. If we can keep our vendors happy, make sure that they're paid on time or paid when paid, you know, making that connection. We have a lot of clients that have that specific requirement where we don't pay our subcontractors until our customer pays us. Um, but if we can shorten that time period, well, you know, then our subcontractors are happier with us and they want to do more projects with us. It seems like the subcontractors have been the most busy in in, in the spaces for sure. Um, but that relationship between, you know, design, G general contractors, you know, subcontractors, the tighter we can couple those business processes, and that's where software comes in for sure. So there's definitely... Um, most of the companies we're talking to, there's definitely opportunity to optimize those processes and also to make our, our people in the field to make their life easier um, with having more real-time data on their projects, you know, cash flow, um, you know, budget versus actual versus estimate to complete, you know, having all that information in place is just, it's super vital to be running a productive project. And, and I mean, I don't know, I mean, we're, you know, we're lucky, Juliet and Quentin can talk to this too, right? That we work with just we just work with great companies. And and they're they're out there making it go right. And and a lot of our clients are that way. They just do what they have to do to continue to be successful, keep their people employed, and things happen. You gotta let some people go, you bring them back, whatever. I see the opportunity for construction um being really um, high in 2021, generally, <clears throat> I just think there's still going to be a lot of great projects, a lot of great things happening. There's a ton of capital, <clears throat> excuse me, that's still sitting on the sidelines waiting. And, you know, the I have a whole thing on private equity and venture back companies and putting it in and roll ups and all that stuff. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, what kinds of building projects are out there that still make sense to do? And my dog will be joining us on the call here in a minute. I have a feeling. Uh, <laughs> work from home, so fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all get anyway, it. I, but but then you look at like, wow, you know, like this is the the infrastructure for these companies to run from really needs to be upgraded, and the cost of of of, of the entry point for getting into really good apps is great. Quentin and I are negotiating on a deal right now where Quentin's leading that. There she is. Hi, Kendall. Hi. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, so it's really exciting to see how software can really help, specifically construction industry for those reasons. There's just the fundamentals are really good, I think, for that industry. And let's improve the infrastructure, work from home, made people be more kind of digitally focused already. So, you know, to take that old app and then put in something that's just more, you know, end-to-end business processes just makes a ton of sense for the construction companies we're talking to. Right. Well, with that said, um, we know that the construction industry and different companies um, have some very specific and unique needs for their ERP requirements. And Quentin, um, let me ask you with your experience, can you speak to some of these very specific and unique needs that you've come across? Absolutely. So there are a very diverse set of needs for construction companies and self-performers, such as electrical, mechanical, um, you know, subcontractor type positions. Um, they have very diverse needs across maybe field services, um, going out and actually performing work um, on a sort of work order type basis versus a larger construction project basis. Um, they usually have a lot of specialty needs as far as estimating goes. They need tools to be able to look at designs, uh, track those back to labor specific parts. Um, they may also need maybe prefabrication, so some light manufacturing to put things together that they can't just order. So they might pre-assemble some sort of assembly that needs to be um, delivered to a job and costed against the project. That is not a traditional need of most industries that just build something and they sell it. This is a little bit different. Um, There's extreme needs around very diverse payroll or complex payroll, such as Davis-Bacon certified payroll, prevailing wage, um, if you're not in an industry that needs those, uh, you probably haven't heard of them, but um, they are very controlled mechanisms on how you can pay, what you have to pay, the certain levels of pay that go into that. Um, the industry also has a lot around contract management. You know, they have these huge contracts that may be multi-year, multiple contractors or subcontractors, and they have to control all of that, manage change orders around it. What is what was actually specified? What did we do? How did that change? Um, another area that that is in the construction industry that's really important is quality and safety. You know, when you go on, are you wearing your hard hat? How many incidents are there? There's all sorts of things that go along that. And the construction industry has a lot of inspections, building inspections and things like that, that you have to have the right quality level, um, both from an inspection level, but also what you're delivering to your clients. So, There are so many avenues that we could talk about as far as um, best of breed applications that cater to each one of these individual needs. But then there's also the overall ERP scope of what products out there can do all of this and how can we make this platform work for the construction industry. So um, I have more I could go into, but that hopefully answers the question. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of moving parts to it and a lot of like different areas that they need to keep track of. And that goalpost seems to continually move, right? Absolutely. Um, You know, just from a project management standpoint, these projects are not just like a a few milestones with a few subtasks. They can be thousands and thousands of complex milestones with cost codes against them, resourcing management against those, what resources are going to what job, when are we going to get something done? What's the estimated cost to complete? It, It can get very, very complex very quickly. Yeah. So with that, um, Sean, let me ask you, can you speak to um, any specific software solutions that are tailored to meet the needs um, of different construction clients? 
Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it, so, so, you know, Juliet, and for the, for the listeners, if you've heard our calls before, you probably know this, but I'm going to reiterate this, right? We don't make a dime from any software vendor. Like nobody pays us. There's no referral fees. There's no implementation partners that say, Hey, we'll give you a 10% if you, you know, push the deal our way. We don't do that at all. Unlike some of the other advisory firms, that's all I'll say. Anyway. So, and we also don't really like endorse you know, any specific application, right? Like like uh, some of the web, well, all of the websites that where you do the search on, you know, give me the best construction software solutions. And you go to a site, you click in, they're paid by the software vendors to tell you what they think the top vendors are. But, oh, it's okay. We'll just give you 10 names. Okay, fine. We don't do that either, right? We really help a client figure out like, you know, what do you need and want? And can you afford this stuff? And do you really want to go through this? Is there really a business benefit? Okay, there is. Then we do the selection process. And then, you know, we do look at as many apps as we can, but we will get down to a short list pretty quickly with our clients because there are general requirements of any software solution that we look at. Things like um, long-term viability, which gets into their capitalization, their investment in research and development on their products, the executive team, the ownership, sort of overall strategy. I mean, those are things, you know, it's not like going out and buying like, I don't know, a burger <laughs> where you just eat the burger and it's done, right? You're like sort of, you know, going into a partnership with the software vendors for many, many years. So you want to make sure that, oh, they're, they're not going to get bought next year because their capitalization was kind of low. It's sort of hard to know that, but but we look at all those factors. So with that said, here are some of the apps that we've worked with on our clients that, that we feel are a potential fit for a good construction company, depending on the size, it could be small or large, like Quinton said, specialized, more general. Um, but you know, we often see CMIC, um, we're negotiating a deal with them right now. And, you know, they're, they're, they're good. They're, we like those guys. They're good. They're good people. They're willing to work with us. Um, they're, they're evolving their product from sort of a traditional, you know, on-premise, oh, maybe we'll put you in a data center to now more of a software as a service solution. So we're working through all that stuff. But, but we like those guys for, um, you know, kind of an end-to-end solution, just like you said. I mean, these are complex requirements. And they can kind of do most of everything, right? Same as um, looking at Viewpoint, which has made some acquisitions over the years. We got a couple different products that they sell depending on different circumstances. Um, and, you know, a lot of good industry experience. They're a larger firm. So that, that makes us feel a little bit better with their longer term viability. Um, you know, you see like a specialized firm, like a Procore that's making a lot of traction around kind of job costs, project management, sort of that feature, less about the accounting side, but more on sort of the operational side. Um, and then there's always the, we call them horizontal ERPs, which are sort of like industry uh, general, they, they work across multiple industries. And we see the Microsoft products, by the way, you know, there's two Microsoft products, guys. Um, both of those products, Business Central and Finance and Supply Chain, it's called. We see good use cases for either of those products. You know, a little smaller organization, Business Central might make sense. And there's some partners like Sikich 
that um, have very specific construction solutions on the Microsoft product. But then the bigger Microsoft product, there's some partners that that Quentin has um, sort of vetted recently. Um, who's the? What's the big one? Um, I. I put you on the spot. I don't remember off the top of my head, actually. Sorry about that. I'm, uh, SA Global's one on the professional services side that we've worked with. Um, but then there's another partner that does Microsoft Dynamics 365, used to be called AX. Um, but they have a very focused, like if you do Microsoft Dynamics 365 AX construction, the name's going to come up. Um, but they have a very specific construction solution, well-known. But the price is higher. It's just a higher entry point, but you get more software. Do you need all that software? I don't know. Depends on what your needs are. So, you know, that's sort of a like, hey, give us a call. We'll help you. Yeah. Um, Acumatica um, has got more of a construction specific solution um, for a little smaller organization, but but not bad. And then even NetSuite, they've got some construction specific stuff. Uh, they've got some partners that have written some things. And we're seeing a really interesting integration capability with NetSuite and Procore. Um, with one of our clients. So, you know, those are, those are just some, I'm, there's many, many others. Um, um, but, but the key thing is that um, there's some good options in the market, really good people that really understand construction. Like Quentin said, you know, if they don't, if they don't know what, what, what prevailing wage is, like you made a mistake and don't buy that software because they, they're idiots. Like when it comes to you knowing you and that'll come back and burn you. We had a construction firm last year that purchased a software solution from a company. I won't say who it was. And they were basically sold the wrong version of the software for their industry. And they wanted to do the deal fast. They got a really good fiscal year-end deal and they really wanted to put the software in fast. So everybody was go, 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 go. But there were indicators, you know, that it wasn't the right fit. And, um, you know, right before go live, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. It's not going to meet our needs. It's terrible. I was like, they actually called us to help on the selection prior. And said, oh no, we got this. We're good. Okay, perfect. You don't call if you need anything. Well, they called right after, like the day after Thanksgiving and they're like, oh my gosh, we don't know what we're doing. Like we have this app. We thought that it fit. They told us it fit. They told us we didn't need da-da-da. It's like, okay, that's what they did. But what did you do? You have some responsibility here too. And they really took responsibility as did the software vendor. And we were able to get them onto a better fit product and got them implemented on time and on budget, which was amazing. And they're running the app now. Of course, they're going through all the, you know, OMG, how do we do this? How do we do that? But um, there's really good solutions in the market for construction businesses now. And, and there, there always was, you know, there was some other, we've worked with like Dexter Cheney, which now is a part of, um, um, of not, not uh, Procore, but um, uh, Viewpoint, right? And they've kind of folded all these products together and it's a little hard to see where the assets are now. But um, there's, good, there's good apps and there's a foundation software is another really good product. Their, their owner's awesome. He's, he's just a funny guy. Um, so there's good products, good implementation partners behind these companies. That's the other thing, you know, that, that we look for, that we don't want to just look for a product, right? Um, but we also want to make sure that there's a partner that really understands our client's industry. And, um, you know, that I can't, I can't say this enough. Um, SIS is the name of that company, Quentin, yeah. Strategic Industry Solutions. You probably found it. Really strong construction capability. Their people have been in construction for a long time. You know, they know their product. They know your industry. You know, the really good partners then get to know you. 
individually, right? Oh, you're just a construction company. We're going to, we know what to do. We're going to slam in the software. No, you're not. Like you have to actually have to find out what the differences are, these different companies. So bottom line is good solutions in the market. Um, we've worked with a lot of these folks, you know, we can give people some, you know, in five minutes, some tips on who they should talk to. Um, if it's really a complex situation and you're like lost in all the data and this vendor saying this and that vendor saying this about that vendor and ah, psh, hire us, right? That's what we're here for is to help you through that process. But just know there's some really good solutions out there. That was a long answer, Juliet. Did that make sense? <laughs> it makes sense and it's perfect. And I'm going to let Quentin kind of follow up with that. Um, Quentin, can you talk to us about um, when a company would consider moving from a more general app to a more established ERP system, um, such as NetSuite or something similar, or one of the apps that um, Sean just mentioned? Yeah, I, I can talk to that point. So obviously there are applications that are built specifically for the construction industry. But one of the things we alluded to is from a technology standpoint, a lot of these applications are falling a little bit behind the current times on the technology platforms and, and how they function and aren't necessarily taking advantage of all of the current day technology, such as open APIs and uh, software as a service. So um, we've seen a lot of good construction ERPs that are kind of still in that older boat. They, they want to be on-prem. Um, it's very complex. Your perpetual license versus a SaaS model. Um, but those can be also some of the reasons that you want to go on to a more general ERP, such as the Microsoft platforms or NetSuite or something like that, where they have a great technology platform. It's really sophisticated, flexible, capable of any new needs you might have. Um, maybe it, it's, you know, it's just more present in the market. So there's more dollars going into the development of it and it's more established and you know, it's not going to go anywhere. Some of these smaller construction specialty apps. They, they may just not survive. They may not continue. And if you invest in them, it may not be the right option for you. There's also a scale factor involved. If you're a small construction company that, you know, sub 100 employees, you can probably get away with a small application. But as you grow and you scale and become larger and you need more capabilities, more best of breed integrations, then one of these very established ERP packages can really be that hub and a hub and spoke architecture to make all of that work together. So those are some of them. Um, there are really, there's really a lot of other things. Um, some of these platforms can really be customized specifically for your needs um, that may differ from company to company. Um, a lot of these smaller or specific construction packages can't really customize. They just do it one way and you're just kind of stuck with the way they do it. Whereas the construction company itself, from their needs, they need some very, very specific things that, because they operate a little differently. Those ERP packages that are more established can really speak to those points, build out custom modules um, that do exactly what you need. So those are some of the re uh, reasons. Um, Sean, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think, I think that's pretty good. The one thing I would add is... Um, and I guess this goes along with what you said, Q, but, you know, the sophistication of your users um, is where things get really interesting, where you have um, some, some, again, you know, we work with everybody and, and thankfully, right, I think both Q and I used to work with these large organizations that were very complex and you had all these smart people around and they never got anything done, um, but they were interesting, right? But, you know, all the way down from a firm that's just starting up, right? But the thing about 
the folks we normally work with is that they care about their organization. They want the right thing for the future. And, um, and they get it. They get the, the capabilities that could be possible. So, um, so, you know, one of the companies I'm thinking about, Q, that we're in right now, right? They're, 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 they've got some level of sophistication, right? They've got like some, some a very few amount of technical people on staff. Um, but their operations are pretty straightforward. <clears throat> they build things and they do an amazing job in, in what they do. Um, but when it comes to technology and software, they just don't need any something, some solution that's like wicked, super crazy complex. Need something that's more elegant, more simple that a lot of folks will need. For instance, you know, like, like a lot of our specialty folks we work with, they will scale up for projects and then they will scale down when the projects aren't there. So they have a lot of new people coming in and out at any given time. So you wanna have really easy to use software, even if it's not the most like whiz bang, it's not going to do, you know, um, kind of crazy integrations where we're taking CAD drawings and converting that into estimates that then get converted into purchase orders and all this, you know, artificial intelligence, robotic process automation, digital transformation, whatever, like, let's just automate the business processes, give some nice screens for people to enter the data and get great reports. And, you know, by the way, we just made the company 10% more in EBITDA, and we only spent 1%. So yeah, like that's that's the other thing I would mention is really look at your people and, and say, what do they really want and need? And then as you're looking at that, you know, for the people that are looking at this different software, like I'm sorry that you got the job to do it because it's hard, but at the same time with that responsibility, just say, how do we really balance, you know, the right level of technology with what our people will really use into the future? That, that same client I'm thinking of, we happen to be very fortunate that we have a, our sponsor on that project. He does get that. I mean, he's like, I want to go out here, but I think the organization's right here. And we're like, you know, probably does make sense to do here now, but now we have a roadmap to the future to get there. And you can't get to that really high level, that high echelon of functionality until you do some of the basics first. So to get to that, you need to go here. Don't get to here. You're going to get fired. We don't want that. <laughs> anyway, look at your people. That's the only thing I would add. Well, and it's also, it sounds like finding an application that works for your needs now, but is but is able to adapt with the changes of your organization, your company, what have you, and then evolve with you, right? Is that is that right? That's spot on. Yeah, it, and it's, I especially think for construction companies, it's, it's really, really important to find that from a partner because you're spending all your time on big projects, lots of risk, lots of people, lots, lots of everything, lots of jobs. Like Quentin said, thousands of tasks on a work breakdown structure and something you're trying to build and do. And you have equipment, you have inventory risks, you know, oh, we purchased for the job, so we don't have inventory risk. That's that's not true. What if you buy too much? You know, what if you buy the wrong product? It's got to get returned. There's a lot of issues in a construction business that are very real. I mean, there's issues in all work organizations for sure, but you really feel them in a construction business. So pick an app and a partner that can help you get to where you need to go now, but then you don't have to change in certainly not two years, right? Or even five years. I mean, we really love for our clients to have a 10-year horizon on their products, but a lot's changing now. So that's kind of hard. But we even have clients, Juliet, just to give you an idea in the construction industry where they're now private equity backed, and they're a platform to buy other specialty contractors. 
they were they didn't start off that way. They were very focused on sort of restoration kinds of projects, but they 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 uh, kind of built a relationship with with some funding sources. They liked it. Now they're out. They bought a um, a roofing company. And I don't know what they're going to buy next, right? But now we got two different businesses. We went from 50 to 100 million. We're going to go to 200 million. And we need a platform that isn't just a traditional standard construction application, like it's sort of the old school construction. We need something that's a little more new school where they may start selling recurring services. Instead of just doing jobs, now they're doing more kind of support work, like ongoing. And now we got a recurring revenue stream, not just like field services stuff, but like value added service, not just break fix kind of work, but like continuing to go out and and doing more kind of proactive work on the assets that they build, the, the buildings that they build, the facilities that they build. So they're starting to get into adjacent services too, where they're not just doing their complementary. So you know, we really spend the time up front to understand, like, where do you see yourself going in the future? Sometimes you don't know, right? But I mean, I think of all the industries we work with, Quentin, I would say that the house analogy probably is pretty good for the construction industry. You know, software, it's unlike a house, you can just, you know, you you build another room, you make the addition, like it's more physical, right? Software is more like, we can do anything with it. But you know, I mean, um, Quentin, when you think about our clients, what do you think about when it comes to that? Like, even with that analogy? I think that's a great analogy. Uh, it, it kind of is a different space. You know, the construction industry very much focuses on the physical and software is a very virtual platform to, to work with. And they sort of clash a little bit. It's like um, the, the software can't always do what happens in the physical world and trying to connect those two can be difficult. It's possible and especially with some of the newer software packages and, and bigger ones. But um, bridging that gap is, is a definite struggle for the construction industry as a whole. That's why we aren't seeing these construction specific platforms as advanced as other ones, because that gap is just huge. Um, and the diversity of needs is so huge. So, um, and construction companies on whole aren't, aren't necessarily as technologically advanced as other industry companies. They just, they do the physical work. So the, the software hasn't quite caught up. Right. Um, so I like the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, um, just for, I'm going to pose this to both of you. Uh, with your experience of working with our various um, construction clients, are there any specific insights or considerations that you can share with us about working with them on their projects? You go ahead. Yeah, I can definitely say that you know, the construction industry is a very broad industry. There are possibly tens or even hundreds of different specialty niches in this. Every company operates differently. One GC is not the same as another GC. One electrical company, not the same as another. Mechanical, same things. And so a lot of these software products are built to handle sort of this straightforward process. And, and so every construction company, every, um, you know, a uh, different organization needs to look at their specific needs before touching any of these applications because generally you can go out and every software company will say, hey, this is the right product. This does everything you could possibly need it to do. But if the company hasn't looked at their real needs and how they're different from the standard, then they're going to get the wrong product. So um, you need to really look at uh, your internal needs and how you operate as an organization and what your culture is even. 
um, before you look at what your software is going to do or what package to get. So that's one thing is don't just run off, look at software. That's That can be generalized to almost all industries, but I think it's even more important in the construction industry where one small mistake can cost you thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars if you do it wrong. So it has a bigger impact in the construction industry. So get it right, get it set up, do the right thing for your organization. Yeah. Uh, Julia and, and Quentin, you know, I, I completely agree with that. And, and again, as I think of our listeners here, I want to kind of like, um, I, I, we're okay on time. I know we're, everybody's been super patient during their lunch and everything. We'll go just a little bit longer because I really think this is super, super helpful. I mean, that's why these calls, we really try to like take, oh my gosh, we were on a Zoom call this morning. Here's what we wish other folks knew, right? So if you think about a construction organization, you've got sort of some kind of bidding process that's up front, whatever that bidding process is for our low voltage, like security integrators, right? It's usually CAD and they're like, okay, here's the rooms, here's the buildings, here's the space. We'll put a camera here, access control, parts, 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 right? All the way to a roofing company that's doing their estimate. They go out on the job. Maybe they look at the square footage of the roof. They look at the materials whatever, right? All kinds of different options I can give you examples of. There's a labor piece and there's a materials piece usually, right? For most organizations. Sometimes it's more labor, sometimes it's more materials, fine. But there's some kind of an estimate, some kind of a negotiation contracting up front to say, okay, here's what we're gonna do for you, good. Now we get that sign and now you hope like hell that your estimate was correct. <laughs> I think everybody feels that way in professional services. I know we do. You don't want to go back and change order. You just don't. That's not a good way to do business, right? You have to. Things change. Fine. Um, but then you take that estimate and, and you convert it into, again, a contract, a quote, whatever, whatever you call that, that thing that's signed that says do it. Now you got to go and purchase your materials, Right. Now you got to go and source your labor. Is it is it your own people? Is it subcontractors? Do you have to have, you know, laborers working under you? Whatever it is, it's it, it's hard, right? So you got the labor, you got the whole uh, materials kind of flow going. You get the materials, you get your people, and then you get like your project manager, your lead person. There's usually somebody at corporate. There's somebody down in the field. Maybe there's one or the other. Whatever. And then that person's like, okay, start. Like you got to start the work and you got to get everything organized and get everybody there and get all the materials there on the site. And then you start working, pocket, 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 doing the job, doing the job, doing the job. And you're tracking all your costs throughout that whole time. You know, you're you're communicating your results back to the owners, back to your GC or whoever, right? Saying, here's what we got done. And then boom, uh, you know, stuff happens, we'll say. How do we handle it? Well, we'll leave the costs or, you know, oh, we're going to do a change order. Go through the change order process. Oh, I know. I thought we knew this, but we didn't know it. Da, 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 da. Whatever. Or the material isn't there on time or the laborers that you hired, they don't show up. And so you're dealing with this like, you know, I mean, I get overwhelmed just thinking about it. I'm like, how do these guys do this? And I'm like, well, we kind of have similar issues, right? I mean, everybody has similar issues, right? But you run the project, you execute the project. And you do your quality checks, you do your billings, like, and then you have to do your revenue recognition. Is that cost plus? Is it whatever it's based off of, right? Which is hard to get your accounting folks kind of in line with what the project's doing. And then people are beating you over the head. You're over budget, you're over budget, you know, whatever it is to that whole process. And then boom, you're done, right? And now you've done your QC checks, you've done everything else. You do your final billing, you know, you, you get your final payment. 
Um, and you know, you're paying your people all along, right? And now you've got this end of project and you're done with the project. Oh, okay, great. The, all of that process is extremely complex. There's variability everywhere. Anything can happen. But there is a common process that you can look at that you can automate that. And you can automate the data flow so that everybody involved can see the data that they should see. Do, does, your, does, your, does the guy you know, banging on the, on the wall with a hammer if you're a frame or whatever, does he need to see what the profitability on the job is? Of course not. But the systems have the ability to segment out this data and keep the data that people need. If they just got to enter the data, make it easy for them. You know, we had one client that's using an app um, for kind of it has this proximity kind of uh, this capability where with the GPS tracker, it can look at the list of projects. And depending on where the person is, it can say, oh, you're on this project. Oh, wow. That's cool. Right. That's pretty simple these days. That's not that hard because everybody's got a cell phone. So at least when the person enters their time in the field, they can do it on their phone. And it says, are you on this project? Yes. Good. You know, so so there's. There's just, all I'm trying to say is, is that those kinds of problems of just bringing all the data together, automating the process, AP approval workflow, corporate receives an invoice from a materials vendor. Uh, corporate shouldn't pay that until the field's uh, uh, supervisor agrees that they received it and they got the right quantity. Oh, okay. Well, we got an email. I'm going to print it out. I'm going to put it in the job packet that goes to the job every Tuesday. And it's going to sit there right? And like, don't do that kind of stuff. Like those problems have been solved, right? Scan in the invoice, or if you have it in, in email, just add it to the system. And then the system set up to say, for this job, this is the approval matrix. Here's who we go to, send it out. People look at it on their phone. Okay, this is good. Now that they just click through and say, fine, without looking at it, that's a different story. But, but there's this automation of processes, the invoicing process, like we have all of our time, we have our materials, like we have our schedule of billing up front. Let's build that into the system, you know? Th th these problems have been solved. And a lot of organizations that we're working with in the construction industry are still suffering from that. Field services, same kind of thing, right? Here's a job, here's a service ticket, assign it to a person, let the person add their materials, let them add their time, let's see how it really went, do the bill, da-da-da. Those, the, we've just solved those problems. So now we can do the things like, wow, this client really wants this, customer really wants this crazy whatever. You know, the architect is like trying to make a name for themselves and they're trying to do this crazy building or uh, we have a prospective client that's building facilities at 14,000 feet. Like that's cool. Right. I mean, those are really cool problems to solve. But getting the invoicing right, don't do that. Like there's enough systems out there. It's what I'm trying to say. When you look across those processes, they have been automated. You can do it. And, and just know there's good systems that can do that. I think that's the key thing I'm trying to say on my little soliloquy. I'll have right. to <laughs> No, it was perfect. Um, so I think we're coming to the end of our um, our time. But is anything more you think that we should touch on before we wrap for today? Or I'm done, Quentin. You're done. <laughs> I think we've covered it all. I mean, I, I could literally talk for hours about all the complexities within the construction industry. I didn't even touch on retention or stored versus installed materials or all sorts of things that they have to deal with. But it just all comes back to understand your organization, understand your needs before you go and get software. But there are solutions out there and it can make it work well. And now is a really good time to look at it. As we go into this unknown future, make sure you have the right platform to build and go forward. So 
That's perfect. That well, is. thank you both for sharing your expertise. Maybe we can roll this into a part two. <laughs> good. A continuation. That'll be good. So thanks for your time joining us today. I appreciate it. And everyone, thank you for joining us for today's webinar. Please let us know if you have any questions. We can help in any way. You can reach out to us, email, call, whatever. We're happy to help in any way we can. Um, be sure to join us for our next call, Thursday, February 11th, an overview of enterprise accounting software. We will examine how to get what you really want out of your enterprise accounting software, along with taking a look at optimum functionality and use cases for different configurations. Please go to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com, for more details and to register. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software consulting firms, advising mid to large sized businesses on selecting and implementing business applications, including ERP, CRM, HCM, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. This has been the ERP Advisor.